Hello, everybody. Welcome to another great episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Today's Turdos, Morningstar the Secondeth. That's what Dave wrote in our notes today. <laughs> and you are just 91 days away from Elder Scrolls, the launch of Elder Scrolls Online. Happy New Year, everyone. Great to be back. And uh, we had an awesome Christmas and a great New Year celebration. Uh, now, since this is the first week back, for many folks, even those in the gaming industry, uh, there isn't a whole lot of info out there. So forgive us, forgive us if this show is a little bit shorter than usual, although I think we packed it in with enough discussion topics to uh, either bore you or stretch the show out unnecessarily long. Today, we're going to be talking about a few questions uh, from the Ask Us Anything uh, Cyrodiil uh, also, we're going to be discussing some uh, some controversial topics found on the temporary Elder Scrolls Online forums found at bethsoft.com. And a special topic, stop worrying about rumors regarding Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, this week in the Elder Scroll, we don't have Lou today, but uh, we do have Moriku, who's going to present random lore with Mori. Plus, your dev question of the week, our host mod challenge of the week, the Avarwin edition, as per Dave. And also, the chat room is going to be, uh, hopefully anyway, if they if they played the the last the last mod that we had, they'll be giving us some uh, some interesting in tidbits about Winter Wonderland Reindeer, which was our mod from last time. And of course, your emails. Um, I am your humble host of Arwen and your fellow Tamrielic traveler, and as, as Dave has it in the notes, uh, the, the Herald of Cuddles. Fearsome. <laughs> <laughs> we've, got, we've got Dave right here, Dave the Chafing. Truth. And Morku of Tamriel. Morku of Small Innocent Kittens. <laughs> hey, up, my dog. You're back with me, Morku, here in Twitch. And YouTube's and the iPhone thing is, hello. It's very very nice. Glad to have you, Maury. This is uh, your first time with us on on Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Welcome. Uh, great, great to yeah, have you. It is my first time here, and uh, yes, you are welcome that I joined you. So, <laughs> <laughs> if um, if you don't know, Maury is also one of our uh, our great community managers. You'll you'll see him um, kind of taking care of our forums at uh, questgamingcommunity.com, as well as uh, doing a whole lot of the, the Let's Play videos that you see on YouTube. Uh, him and uh, John Supa, they do a fantastic job. So, um, And also, he is also one of my fellow co-hosts for, for the brand new format of Classic Elder Scrolls Night every Yay. Friday. And I'll, I would be uh, remiss not to mention Mr. Will Altig, Mr. Sovereign, you forgot about him. He is also a community manager, but... I'm really the one that matters. <laughs> um, you know, they're just regular Joes. I'm quite clearly a British gentry. So, indeed, you're welcome. Indeed, exceptionally that, British. Exceptionally British, uh, with that 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 beautiful looking, uh, energetic M that's gracing our monitors right now. Yeah, I've even got my own logo. That's how bad I am. It uh, it's it's pretty nice looking, dude. <laughs> I to, yeah, I have to admit. <laughs> Uh, Shank is, is not here. He's, he's still in Boston visiting family. He no, he's be... dead. He's playing Xbox. I didn't want to break it to him in this way. But Shank is dead. He's dead. Shank, uh, yeah, he's, he's no longer with, no, 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 no. He's, he's on his way back. Um, and, and Lou is, is off serving our country. He is, 
He's got uh, drill this uh, this week, and he'll be back. He'll be back next week. So it's myself, Dave, and Maury, and uh, we've got something quick to mention. Uh, ZeniMax Online Studios released an article on December fourth detailing the design decisions they took in creating ESO's keeps in Cyrodiil. Uh, this is an article that our very own Joe Bradford, news director here at QGN, highlights as well on our site, elderscrollsofftherecord.com. Go check out Joe's summary, or if you'd like to read the full version, you can find that on ZeniMax Online Studios' site at elderscrollsonline.com. Also, Classic Elder Scrolls Night has been made into a weekly podcast every Friday night live at 9 p.m. Eastern with community managers John Supa, Maury, and myself. And we're talking about classic Elder Scrolls titles as I play one of the classic Elder Scrolls games. And we've got one rule and one rule alone. No ESO allowed. That's right, folks. A show. What's that, Maury? No Dave. And no Dave. (laughs) We've got uh, got a whole show here dedicated to just classic Elder Scrolls. We're playing the game. We're talking about the games. Uh, It's a new series created for fans who have been asking why the show has moved away from that classic Elder Scrolls discussion and asking for some of that to return. So uh, you don't have to do anything different either. Okay, It's delivered right to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, our website, and the RSS feed, and YouTube as well. So wherever you get Elder Scrolls off the record, you're going to get classic Elder Scrolls night as well. Um, Maury, I mean, last, last week was our, our very first episode with the podcast format. Um, what did you, what did you think of it? Uh, honestly, I thought it was, um, great. I mean, me and John did, uh, really great work. You were adequate. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Gameplay Maury. was subpar, but at least it was <laughs> it, it, it was watchable, you know. Um, but you know, it's only slightly acceptable, ever so slightly. Yeah, I mean, Varwin, the king of breaking lockpicks, uh, himself. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, um, no, it was it was really good. We had some uh, really good discussion that we took off the uh, Bethesda Elder Scrolls forums. Um, and we engage with the chat room because they like that, because they want to feel special, because they have no meaning in their lives. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, I was meant to say that off air. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was definitely a good time, that's for sure. And uh, we, we invite everyone to, to come and, uh, and check it out. Um, yes, definitely. So, so first, our, our first discussion topic for the evening, and I, I really... I feel like I feel like there's there's a lot of a lot of things regarding Elder Scrolls Online that we we need to be addressed. Uh, there's a lot of rumors going on out there, okay. And one thing sort of came out this week um, on Twitter, and that was that was this this rumor that Elder Scrolls Online costs over two hundred million dollars to produce. And people heard this, and of course, you know, we start getting emails about about you know fret and worry there there's this and there's also a lot of other other things out there that people are saying like Elder Scrolls Online is going to fail that is not going to do well um as soon as this game comes out it's going to tank all right so so the question is rumors like this okay do 
does this spell potential financial ruin in the future for for Elder Scrolls Online? Because, you know, in quotes, it it cost over $200 million to make. Um, I guess that's that's one question we could ask ourselves. But but (laughs) but really, I, I guess really the question is, you know, do we let these kinds of rumors that are obviously thrown out there on the Internet to to put the question in our mind of do we think this game is going to be is going to be good or not do we think it's going to fail is that something that that we're as fans of Elder Scrolls is that something that we're going to listen to and 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 you know let us drag us down so let's I guess let's let's start with Dave all right let's some of this stuff all right why don't you why don't you give us some of your thoughts on this as we start walking into this topic this is the stupidest thing. Well, I don't even know why we're talking about. What is it? Is it going to fail because it's exactly two hundred million? If it was one hundred ninety nine, would it not fail? What do do we not understand what that it costs money to produce a video game? Would you prefer they only put one million dollars into producing it? That way, it would be damn well near an indie title. No, this is a full fledged game. Yeah, they put a lot of money in it. They said they took ten years to produce the damn thing. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah. Well, go ahead, Maury. What do you think? I mean, I, I have to agree. I mean, somebody's got to write something, you know. That's their jobs. Um, some people write constructive um, articles, like the people on our um, site, and then people like trolling um, and trying to sink the ship before it's even launched. And... I'm pretty sure all three of us here and probably a lot of the people who are listening and in, in the chat room kind of know that it's going to be a success, at least as far as we're concerned, whether it's a you know a, a monopoly, um, whether it makes money is a different matter. But if three million people signed up for the beta, I would say they've got a good target to be aiming the, the game at. Right. Here's Here's what aggravates the hell out of me regarding this stuff. Um, as soon as an MMO is announced, you've got you've got this 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 you know area of the internet, and we'll we'll just say it's like you know right over here in my webcam. <laughs> you've got this annoying area in the internet that's like, oh, it's a new it's a new MMO that's coming out. Oh, it's gonna fail! It's gonna fail! It's a, it's a new MMO. It's gonna fail! It's gonna fail! And you you had you, we've been battling these damn trolls since they announced Elder Scrolls Online. What was the first thing that came out regarding Elder Scrolls Online that we were battling? It's going people to be just like World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. And then people started comparing it to... Um, what was that other one that failed? Guild Wars 2. And then for like the first month and a half, they compared it to Guild Wars 2, and then Guild Wars 2 died so horribly, they stopped comparing it to Guild Wars 2 because no one remembered it. Okay. Because it has... But this game is nothing like that. It actually has more to it than, hey, let's PvP. You wouldn't know by their by the way they've been producing the game in uh, or talking about the game so far, but it is ridiculously so much more than what they've spoke about. Mm. So for the people who are doomsayers, for the people who are trying to fearmonger, they're able to do that because it's a hot button issue because people want to see the other stuff in ESO. That's why it's working, is because people are interested in ESO. If I came to you and said, oh no, 
in just a month or two, Guild Wars 2 is going to die completely. No one would care. Because no one gives a damn about Guild Wars 2 anymore. But you look at ESO, and people say, oh my god, it's going to fail the second it releases. Everybody's like, oh my god! I actually give a damn about ESO. Well, here, alright, so... I think part of the problem here is that that people are listening to to other people. That's that seems to be the the main issue. You know, we get we get e- we get emails that basically say this. Um, I don't really know a whole lot about Elder Scrolls Online. I've been listening to your show for a while, and and you know, thanks for for telling me all this information. I really appreciate it. But I have this friend, and this friend, <laughs> you know, he's been playing he's been playing Swotor. He's been playing you know all these other games that that you know uh, like Terra and the Secret World and. Um, you know, those games failed horribly, and he keeps saying that he sees stuff in in Elder Scrolls Online, and he's in the beta, and he really knows what he's talking about, and he keeps seeing stuff in Elder Scrolls Online that he thinks this game is going to fail, and, you know, I don't really know. Should I listen to him? No. I, I disagree. <laughs> no. I think you... absolutely. Listen to your friend. He clearly knows so much because he developed the game. <laughs> He's been playing it so much, clearly, because he knows exactly how terrible it is. Because if he played played it for more than 15 minutes, he'd know that that was a lie. Right. Um, so, no, this person doesn't know what the hell they're talking about because they haven't played the game. Maury, what's some of the people in the chat room saying on this? Uh, Dis says uh, part of the problem is that the game is still under NDA. Thank so you. those players who have had a great experience in ESO can't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. The only info that talk leaks is negative, which is pretty would, on the money. Yeah, I would have to agree. The only people who are breaking NDA are the people who don't want to play the game anymore. Yeah. Because so, one thing puts them off it, I imagine. Yeah, you never hear people breaking NDA to tout the great things about the game. Because they want to play it again. Because they want to keep playing it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it make, and that makes Hallelujah. sense. You know, the the fact is, is that um, we've we've got this kind of thing going on right now, where you know, if if people are breaking the NDA, that's because they don't necessarily like the game, and they don't care if they ever get an invite to the game or not. So, of course, a lot of that information that you're going to hear is negative, but also be aware that it's also uneducated. For a lot of reasons. Number one, they're they're playing they're playing a version of the game that's not finished yet. I mean, that's of course it is. It's a beta. It, it's completely polished. <laughs> so when you when you hear certain things about like connection issues or um, that's the purpose of a beta, damn it! Right. You, look, and then there's this other thing where you have to yeah you, know, you have to understand. Okay, when 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 Zenimax came out and said to themselves, "We want to make an MMO based on the Elder Scrolls." You are inevitably going to hit this thing where it's not two Elder Scrolls enough and it's not two MMO enough. And if you listen to our shows and you've heard lots of things that we've produced, we've we talked to all different people from all different schools of thought here. One of the big things that's not, you know, MMO enough about this game, it could possibly be the way the guild structures work. A lot of people have said that. A lot of people have also said that they don't feel that it's two Elder Scrolls enough for for whatever reasons, being, you know, that it's, you know, the exploration and it's not what it it is in the single player games. And they're not able to move plates around on tables or, you know, little things like that, which which do mean a lot to an Elder Scrolls fan because that's what we're used to. But 
you know, you don't get that in an MMO. My point, my point in bringing this up is if you're interested in the game, get the game. You're going to play it for free for a month anyway. If you don't like it, don't play it anymore. But don't listen to your friends who you think they may or may not know what they're talking about because they've been playing MMOs since, you know, God knows whatever year. And they'll they'll throw a year out to you and be like, oh, well, this was the very first MMO. And I've been playing since then. And I had this account and that account. And, you know, all right, go screw yourself. Okay? This is a different game. And it's built differently. It's not built just like a single-player Elder Scrolls game. And it's not built just like an MMO. It's going to be a beautiful hybrid of the two. If that's your thing, you're going to have fun. If you're not into it, no skin off anyone's back. It's cool. You know? It's totally cool. But don't don't allow some troll to go out there and and change your mind when you haven't even the game's not even released yet. And people are saying like this game has failed. But may I remind you, those are the same people that are saying this game is going to fail back when it was first announced almost, what was it, like two years ago, practically? So who who are you going to listen to? You're going to listen to yourself playing the game and, and enjoying or not enjoying it? Or are you going to listen to some idiot who's not developing the game or some internet troll who wants to get hits on his webpage and his Twitter account? And he's throwing, you know, crap garbage information out there like the game costs $200 million to produce. And that must mean something about, you know, how yeah. this game is going to be. Like, who who the I hell do you think you are? I once had respect for the site that put that out today. What's that? I once had respect for that site. No, it was some jerk-off guy from uh, from Kotaku who said this. Yeah, I once had respect for that. Then again, I, I learned to to not trust the words of any Gawker site recently, but... It's ridiculous. Like it, they even touted it as a rumor. They posted it saying rumor. Yeah. ESO costs this much money. Why even post it? The guy didn't even have. He didn't even have the guts after posting it, which was really snide. He said something to the degree of, you know, uh, Happy New Year. And by the way, you know, it cost uh, Zenimax Online Studios like two hundred million dollars to to make Elder Scrolls Online. And then he deleted the tweet. So he doesn't even have the, the courage to stand by what he says. All right? Look, <laughs> you're <laughs> he's a jerk. No, no matter how you slice it, that tweet was made maliciously. To take people who are interested in this game and put doubt in their mind. Because he's got something against the game for some reason. You know? If this game, if this game has 11 million subscribers, fine. If it doesn't have 11 million subscribers, I'm okay with that too, because I'm going to play this game. I'm going to have fun with the game because I'm a fan of Elder Scrolls. And that's where it begins and ends for me, and I'm going to, and, and this show is going to reflect that. Maury, what do you think about some of this stuff? Yeah, honestly, it, it's, a, it's a really poor thing to do. Um, it's always going to happen. You're always going to get people like that, you know, comparing it to Star Wars The Old Republic, how that bombed, or yeah, this Star- and that. Come on, let's be serious. We can all agree here that people who play Swotor suck. Yeah, totally. That's a really nice yeah. thing to say, Dave. <laughs> as we're trying as we're trying to defend our game and say, like, you know, don't trust internet trolls, what do you do? You're a, you become a huge the biggest troll. Shut up, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, what I mean what I would like to say is, is people who are gonna buy the game, you know, we know that a lot of people are going to be coming from a non-MMO background. I would say, buy the game, 
try everything you can in those in those 30 days try the pvp try the pve go try some dungeons get in a guild go do some like uh, joint stuff really get that community feel that is what's going to keep elder scrolls going it's not if 10 million people buy the game straight away it's the three or four million people that can play it over a long period of time and i think i think people will play it for a long period of time it may not you know i don't expect it to get wow numbers because wow was it was a whole new thing in it and nothing no mmo can really be compared to what wow has done and everything so i just think you have to take it on face value and just put your heart into the game because it sounds like the devs have really put their heart into making it yeah just um a little faith goes a long way and uh we'll give dave the last word <laughs> why <laughs> <laughs> oh lord I don't even know what to say on this this is just ridiculous the, the, the last word mm-hmm. rumors are rumors unless you've tested it and seen it for yourself don't believe a damn word of it agreed all right, guys. Um, so, so that was our our little our little uh, rant there on some rumors. Uh, we're gonna move into our discussion topics, but first, we've got our bumper. In their tongue, he's Dovahkiin, Dragonborn. Enjoyable. That's awesome. Enjoyable. Ask us anything, Cyrodiil. Yeah, ask us anything. There we go. Um, so, so again, uh, we noticed that as we were as we were going through the uh, the Ask Us Anything article here, um, a lot of these questions had had already been asked and, and answers posed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only one or two, and by one or two, I mean damn near all of them. <laughs> So what we're going to do is we we went through the we went through it and we we decided to to post some I think there was uh, four questions that we grabbed questions and answers that we grabbed and we said you know what let's 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 get into this because we think a lot of uh, some of the best information in our opinion anyway the, some of the best information is is in these four so why don't we uh, why don't we jump into that um all right so first question is can you describe how to capture a keep or other structure is there a schedule to respect or a, is there a schedule to respect or a declaration war before an attack what is the average time or the minimum number of people needed to capture a keep dave no declaration <laughs> of war is required to attack a keep see what i did there mm-hmm. pauses are nice they can be assaulted at any time <laughs> Let's say a keep is entirely undefended by players. In that situation, it might take around 15 minutes to take over the keep using a ram and around three groups of players. Capturing an undefended resource won't take quite as long and should only require one group. However, you'll have to have healing available in both cases, even if there aren't players around. The NPC guards will still be on duty, and they aren't just for show. There's going to be a lot of um, disappointed sheep running around Cyrodiil with all those rams out. <laughs> no. Was that a livestock joke, Maury? 
<laughs> well, yeah. An Englishman making a livestock joke? What is he, Welsh? Yeah. No. Hey. Well, no, oh. that's something to do with Greece and Wellingtons and a cliff, but I won't go into that. Okay. I'm I, I'm sure I don't understand. You're, you're but... going to tell us that one after the show. Yeah. Now, Moore, you um, you you said you don't have a whole lot of a lot of uh, experience with with MMOs and and specifically PvP, correct? Uh, yeah, I've not done a lot of PvP. I, I have been playing uh, Lotro since it released, so fair bit of one game, uh, yeah. and I did do a little bit of rifting, okay, um, just to pass the time till ESO. Uh, yeah, like while I was while I was just getting into the community before I uh, got my Awesome new role, uh, but yeah, just lottery really. I'm no Dave. The uh... really, I'm the MMO slut of our group here. <laughs> well, yes. uh, Dave, what I mean, some of this, some of this stuff here. The uh, the answer, all right. In in your in your previous experience regarding PvP, what do you think? Honestly, I like that they have the NPC guard option of them being on duty to pre- protect the keep, even if there's no players player characters around you know that was like the biggest thing that irritated me about Alterac Valley and World of Warcraft was that you had one tiny little gnome who waited until everybody walked away from a post then he would take a keep with with no one was around it's like th- that that's not taking a keep that's just standing in it that's stupid <laughs> this is this is like you actually have to put effort toward it. Even if there aren't enemies there, you're going to have to put a little foot grease into it to, to, to take down these NPCs and take out whatever's necessary to overthrow a keep. Hmm. I that's, think that's good. I think what's good about this is, you know, if you have, if you have a huge, you know, huge group rolling into these places you're going to ro- you're going to steamroll over these npcs and you're going to you're going to take these resources you know extremely quickly um but what i what i like about it is the fact that it does offer some stability regarding um the 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 holding of these resources because there's going to be enough npcs in there and they're going to be difficult enough where you know, a group of two, three, four, maybe even five guys going in a small, a small splinter cell of, of groups um, is not necessarily going to steamroll in there. Will it, will they eventually be able to get rid of these NPCs? Yeah, absolutely. Probably. Yeah, I yeah mean, they could. Yeah. It's not like it's going to be, you know, an, a, a huge challenge to, to take a resource, but what it's going to do is it's going to give a group, you know, like the solo guy or the group of two or three, a pause and say, you know what? Maybe we should get more people in our group to come over here and take this resource. It's going to provide stability for the keep in general. It's going to provide extra challenge for, for those out there trying to take the keep and resources are going to be coming into the keep to help with repairs after the battle a little bit more easier having those NPC guards posted in there because you're not going to be able to have, you know, a single guy or, or a two man group walk in there and just take it. So I, I think this is definitely a a very good design decision because it's got, you know what it reminds me of? What's that? Uh, again, world of Warcraft reference. It reminds me of how they dealt with Hala 
if anyone Holla. remembers that. Hala? Yeah, I right? loved Hala. Hala was amazing, but it was. on top of whatever enemies were controlling Hala at the time, whichever ones were there keeping you from taking that post, there were also a bunch of NPC guards that you couldn't take on. They were ridiculous. Yeah, yeah that's true. It, you had to actually do bombing runs to kill these bastards because they were that hard to kill. And it just it, it's reminiscent. It's like they've taken all the best PvP moments and dropped all the crap PvP moments. Mm. And I it, I'm very pleased the more I hear about small things like this. This this it reminds me of Hala. Yeah. I mean, one thing I think I remember Zenimax saying about this thing is that you won't be able to travel to keep that's under attack, which means that those NPCs that they're guarding it are only really there to kind of hold off right. long enough for you to get there, someone right. in your alliance to go and save it. So they're like a stalling tactic rather than just letting you walk in and take it. Because you're going to be aware that you're not able to actually take uh, travel, fast travel to this keep, so you're going to, hey, we're going to lose this. Let's all hightail it down there and, and stop I'm, the uh, sure. Um The Kanareth in the chat room is saying having the NPC guards is valuable, in my opinion. I think uh, we're pretty much all in I, agreement. I agree. I I don't want them to be so difficult that a a group of a full group can't overtake a guard or at least overtake. Enough to make a dent in a keep. Yeah, that'd but be at the same time, I want the NPC guards to be strong enough to be able to take down that one straggler who thinks that he's BA enough to go in solo. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, one one thing I remember, uh, like in the Lotto PvP, which is probably the worst PvP in any MMO ever, because it's been <laughs> it's been one map for seven years. You never played Final Fantasy Eleven. Uh, no. Um, no, I'm not that masochistic. Yeah, that was... Uh, man, it made Rift look fun. <laughs> PvP-wise. <laughs> okay. I, I've only done Rift PvP once, and I, I ended up being a, a pumpkin or something. I, I don't remember. <sighs> Alright, guys, let's move on to the next question. <laughs> How do keep improvements work? Are they visual, bigger walls, towers, etc., or just an increase in the keep stats? Maury. It says, each resource near a keep controls specific upgrades for it. Farms upgrade guards, mines upgrade walls, and lumber mills upgrade the keep's doors. Walls and doors gain more hit points from these upgrades, while guards get better abilities. There are some visual visual upgrades. Walls receive improvements to their corners and sections near the post post and doors. These upgrades occur every time, over time, as long as the same alliance owns the resource and the keep. Hmm. Alright, so it seems like as long as you hold the keep, a lot of these uh a lot of these things sort of sort of upgrade themselves in a way. Yeah, it's like a tower like defense game. That. Mm. It is. Yeah. It, the you get the keep, and then if you go get the resources that are connected to that keep, which are a short walk away, supposedly, they're gonna upgrade and and benefit each other. Yeah. So that's I like that. It's, yeah, I like the thing about the guards getting um, specialized abilities. I mean that that 
says that they might be able to get you know really hold off a, a, a like a smaller group quite easily possibly yeah it, what's good about this too is that it keeps it keeps your mind focused on the battle because you know you've got you've got three things that that you need in order to hold you know in order to upgrade that keep you know farms will upgrade the guards mines upgrade the walls lumber mills upgrade the door keeps boom that's it that's all and you can you can memorize that within your first like battle or two yeah. Um, if you haven't already been able to memorize it now, just by me telling you. So, so what does that do? That that allows you. Let's just say you're a raid leader. You've got, you know, forty guys under your command, and you just took a keep. Now you got to repair it. Now you have to rebuild it. And at the same time, you got to defend it. You don't want to think about you know all all kinds of like crazy things that could come into play. That they could put into this game. Regarding where am I going to get my upgrades from? Where am I going to get my resources from? And what are there going to be the logistics involved in all of that? Because if they did it like a standard real-time strategy, like a standard RTS, uh, maybe reminiscent of you know Warcraft Three, um, you can get very very detailed with these sorts of things. And if you're a raid leader and you're looking to defend and then and then increase your your standing, you're in um, in this faction. As in, get more of these keeps under your belt. Conquer more of these keeps, I should say. You don't want to think about these kinds of things. You're looking to capture the keep, make sure it's stable, move on to the next. That's what you're going to want to do. That's what you what you're want to be thinking about. You don't want to be thinking about nitty-gritty logistics and, you know, plus one to this and plus two to that and plus ten to this. And if I if passive abilities here and, you know... Uh, uh, non-passive abilities there and you know hot bar this and no, you don't want any of that crap you got enough to think about with your own skills and you've got enough to do managing 40 people under your command and, and where to go next that's what you're thinking about not about this and it's good that it's um, easy to remember it, it's you've got three options you grab all three resources and it does itself it's very nice streamlined uh, Dave what, what say you on that I, I dude, I am very happy they chose this way of doing things. Mm. It, it's nice. Yeah, agreed. And the next question is: Can you tell us a bit about the different siege weapons and their roles? We know more about the ram for destroying a door and forward camp for respawn. Are there more, Dave? Besides the ram and camps, there are trebuchets, catapults, ballistae, and flaming oil. Trebuchets are best used against keep walls, and ballistae excel at taking down other siege weapons. Catapults are good for covering a wide area with duration effects like disease or snares, and you can pour flaming oil down onto enemy ram operators wow. to drive them away from your keep's door. Jeez. Awesome. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, yet again, uh, when you're when you're trying to when you're trying to defend your keep, you know, there's there's not a whole lot of things. You don't want it to be overly complicated. And um, knowing what you're what you're fighting with and knowing what you're defending against is um, is obviously extremely important if you want to if you want to either take that keep or or defend it, keeping it nice and simple like it like they have here. At least simple at first, and then and possibly being difficult to master, is how this comes across to me. Um, you know, th I think that's the better way to go. It, it is. It's like a game of paper, scissors, rock, snake, Vulcan, death pinch. Vulcan, I mean, death pinch. Lizard Spock. 
Or is that catchphrased? Yeah, I'm not sure we're allowed to use that. Yeah, it's nothing like that then. <laughs> <laughs> Snake and nerve pinch, indeed. indeed. But no, that's great. I mean, uh, and and with the um, the war machines, it really gives you a strategic plan. You know, you can really plan what you're going to do. Like if someone's coming up there with ballista, you need to take those out, and you need to take all of them out, and it's just so good. It's just so well thought out. It's like they've been planning it for years. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as if they have put a lot of thought into this whole thing, right? <laughs> oh, no. How could they have done that? <laughs> just total fluke. But there you go. Yeah. That's, it, it's epic. It's awesome. Anything else? PvP in this game is going to be so good. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. I'm very, very, very interested in... Uh, even though I'm not I'm not a PvP guy, I'm very interested in, in, in what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, I know I know the world and its dog complain about PvP, but they've done it, you know. I have to admit, they have got me excited about it, and yeah, that's good. We all know what happens when Mori gets excited. Yes. My hood lifts. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> my hoodie, nice. Yeah, right, your hoodie. Yeah, yeah, my hoodie. And let's see the our the final question that we wanted to present today. Uh, you say the map is huge, but how huge? How much time does it take to walk across the whole map on foot, Maury? How long is a piece of string? <laughs> Maybe you want to know how big it is. <laughs> uh, no, uh, sorry, it's. If you were working on air, if you were walking on air, okay, traveling from the northmost point all the way south, it would still take longer than our team spent dressing the dungeon at Quake Con. Quake Con. Considering the enemy players you're likely to bump into, the aggressive NPCs, the wide berth you need to give keeps to avoid getting caught up in the battle, and the fight you'd have to put up to avoid the temptation of loot. In the ruin you just passed, you'll probably spend a lot longer. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's a pretty big place. If you, without any kind of, you know, geographical hitch to, to stop you, no hills to scale up, no, no uh, like, you know, uh, impassable uh, walls that you have to walk around, um, no, you know, nothing geographical to hold you up. And that's geographical. Now you're talking about you know, a war going on in front of you. If you don't have a battle going on in front of you, anything, take all that away. Just point A to point B, straight line. It's going to take you longer than 45 minutes to do something like that. That's huge. Now you add all that stuff in there, you're not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's, uh, it's very, very big. There's a lot to explore. There's a lot to have fun with. Hey, you know what? When the game comes out, we'll see for sure, but. Right now, this is what we're being told, and, and uh, it's very exciting, to say the least. What say you, Dave? Um, well, I think that this is a moot point, because you're not going to walk from one to the other. It, you're not going to get someone who starts their game, walks into Cyrodiil, and says, I'm not going to play the game if I can't walk from the top to the bottom. Yeah, okay. You may have one person in the entire existence of ever, and that's Shank, 
but come on. Nobody reasonable is going to do that. What's going to happen is you're not going to be able to get from point A to point B without getting caught up in something. And that's the point they're trying to make. Yeah, I mean, I think they want you not to get, not to not get caught up in something. I mean, exactly. You've got, you've got to, like I say, like I said earlier, I encourage everybody to try everything. That's then that's the way you can make a solid judgment on it. But wow, it's going to be big, it's going to be epic, and it's going to be awesome. Pretty much everything I am. <laughs> <laughs> Debatable. Yeah. Yes, uh, but this is not a democracy. But <laughs> ca- ca- so anyway, carry on. Carry on. <laughs> indeed, indeed. More, you are awesome. <laughs> oh, don't fill the boy's head with lies. <laughs> well, that's that's uh, that's basically it from from a news standpoint. Like I said, there's really nothing nothing to report. Um, in, in fact, we probably should have, you know, held this show for for the following week. But I mean, we don't we don't like not doing a show. I mean, this is you know, it feels out of place. So you know, we wanted to at least get something put together. In the spirit of that, um, in order to to have a little uh, you know little discussion to kind of ping pong back and forth on in the show today, a little extra cushion, little something the there cushion. to you know get the get the old wheels a moving. <laughs> uh, I took to the forums for uh, forums.bethsoft.com. It's it's the official the official Elder the, Scrolls the forums. official public forums, the official temporary public forums, right over yeah. at uh, at Bethesda. And uh, they have a they have a um, temporary Elder Scrolls Online forums over there that I like to sort of peruse and, and go through and see what people are saying. I found this topic up here today. Uh, the first topic was so is this game worth it? By Grongar the Barbarian. Nice. And he says, I spoke to a friend of mine about a month ago who told me. Oh my me, God! This again. It's the friend. It's, oh, the, it's that guy. It's that friend of yours. Okay, if anyone finds out who this friend is, he's a jerk. <laughs> the one troll to rule them all. And and his friend says, in quotes, wait before buying this game. He goes on to say, I was extremely excited about it, and I'm waiting until it comes out to buy a PS4 and play it. Now, the guy mentioned, because the MMO I play is World of Warcraft, that there isn't going to be much to do at first. He said there's a lot of quests for World of Warcraft right now, but there won't be a lot of quests for Elder Scrolls Online until later. He said World of Warcraft has about ten times the quests, and counting, that ESO will have when it's released. So, they'll have a lot of catching up to do. What, like (laughs) ten years? (laughs) 20, 15 years, maybe. He he didn't sound very impressed, and this is the type of guy who knows his video games. Oh, it really sounds like it. Oh, definitely boy. that guy. I'm not, I'm not even exactly sure whether to believe him or not, but I was kind of disappointed by how he was talking about it. The idea that I came to... The idea that I can mold a character into anything I want, such as a heavily armored battle mage, still interests me. Stop right there. Now, we've got one tiny little sentence left, but just stop. This guy is legitimately interested in the game over something he had thought about 
it still appeals to him. And he had his opinion swayed by some random dude who just by these comments alone, you can tell he doesn't really know what he's talking about. Oh, Kills man. me. Then he goes on, he finishes off with saying, I'm not trying to attack the game before it's released, which, you know, I think everyone here can kind of understand that. Uh, he's, he doesn't sound like he is. But um, I'm trying to just figure out what your thoughts on it are, because I haven't been following it since he told me that. Dave, can go I, ahead. Can, you're, you're, can you're I itching. math this? Can you what? Can I math this? The ten times thing, right? I, yeah, I want to math it. Okay. Well, first off, the dude said, uh, where is it? Yeah, has ten times the quests. Right. And count, yeah. Uh, there was something else he said that, yeah, I'm going to pick that one apart. Uh, okay, let's <laughs> let's pick it apart. Okay. First off, it, it's not ten times. Let's say just in leveling up, it's not ten times. WoW's model is, per continent, you have two places you can possibly go to level up. Starting, you have two continents to choose from. So there's four paths you can go. Once you hit level, what, 50? It's 50, right? Yeah, 50. You go to Outlands one path for you to go. Actually, it's now two because they've lowered the level, the experience gap. So there's two paths you can go. Then you get up to Northrend, two paths you can go. Then you get, uh, actually, the, the Cataclysm only has one path, but it actually, the very beginning wants to. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is <laughs> it's not ten times. Yes, they have multiple, multiple, multiple expansions, but that's an expansion worth. Now, let's look at what we have with ESO. You have infinite number of directions you can possibly go with this game. Yes, there are quests that open up different other quests based on if you complete them. Yes, certain quests do have prequisites based on if you complete certain ones in the order. We saw this at PAX East. With Lou and I, we completed this one where we helped out a... Uh, uh, God, what was it? It was a pirate. We helped out this lady pirate. And later on down the line, the more people we helped that, that were her, of her crew, the more they helped us in completing the big quest in the area. Um, so that was that was a lot of fun. And but you didn't have to. The point is is that wow, you have to do these quests. You have to follow the order. You have to go from quest hub to quest hub. Right, and that one quest that you're talking about, it didn't need to be completed in no, order to get off. No, you didn't off. have to do any of the side quests to do the main one. Right, but you didn't have to do all of those side quests in order to get that, no. that main quest completed. Whereas in, in Warcraft, it's, it's a bit in different. In Warcraft, you, you would have to. The, the the thing that he's bringing up though is is really just the amount of content that exists in in World of Warcraft versus what he's saying is going to be there now, in, in ESO. That's one point I want to make. Okay. So let's say that you do in World of Warcraft you level from one to fifty. Mm -hmm. Let's say in ESO you level from one to fifty. Okay. Let's say you put in the same amount of hours, you do the same amount of quests. That's actually viable for me to say that you could do you know, relatively the same number of quests in both, just questing up to level 50. What happens when you hit 50 in, in World of Warcraft? You move on to the expansion, right? Yeah. In ESO, you have 50+. plus. You move into another right. section of Cyrodiil, one that was controlled by a different faction. You then can do all their quests. 
from their starting area to level 50. Hypothetically, I don't know how it's going to work because I don't have a level 50 character in the damn beta. Even if I did, I wouldn't tell you. Moving on. Let's say you complete that. There's level 50 plus plus. So walking out the gate, they practically have two expansions worth of extra content. Just walking out. Yeah, just at launch. That is a beautiful amount of content that you honestly don't have to do to progress through this game. It is astounding how much single-player PvE content is in this game, and actually it's a damn shame that that has not been pointed out every single day by the developers. I think I think the strength of this game relies on, on a couple of things. Number one, I think the number one strength of this game is the fact that it is an Elder Scrolls game. When you play Elder Scrolls online, you feel like you're playing a single-player Elder Scrolls game. Now, of course there's going to be differences, okay? Yes, you can't move all the objects. Yes, you can't sit in chairs. Yes, all the tiny little nuances that really do flesh out a single-player Elder Scrolls game, a lot of times they're not going to be there. But, but, and there's a huge but, Despite those differences, despite the fact that it's also an MMO and therefore needs to needs to have certain concessions made because it's an MMO, it still feels like a single-player Elder Scrolls game. That is the number one thing about this game that is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, if that's one thing I can say, it felt like a single-player Elder Scrolls game that I could invite my friend to play with me. And like so, a single-player Elder Scrolls game, you can build your character the way you want to build him. Go ahead, Maury. What do you got to say? I was just going to say, I remember seeing a, a, a tweet yesterday from one of the guys at, uh, who runs Bethesda or something, mm-hmm. and he was saying that, that um, they've got the next 10 uh, DLC-sized things already planned, and that, that's one thing we really <laughs> have to remember. Wow, that's huge. They've promised, with our subscription, yeah. we're going to get if... DLC-sized re- content released throughout the year that's not even expansions yeah just so, patches that are big enough exactly. to hold us. Guild, if we justice can... all that kind of stuff they're going to be the new you know the new part in Cyrodiil the, the like the, the center of it there's going to be a lot coming if we can Don't go worry. back to the to the Swotor example on this all right a lot of people yeah. are like like you heard earlier in the show they're comparing they're comparing the game to Star Wars the Old Republic and how that failed which by the way I don't see how it failed. There's there's I facts also about this. How it failed. The actually, I do see how it failed, but I don't see how the game itself isn't good. It's a good game. The game is good. They're making money. The servers are still on. How has that game failed? Are there well, hundreds of? Are there you know millions of people playing the game? No. Were there? Yeah. So a lot of people have left the game. But right now, Star Wars: The Old Republic. Is a lot better than it was when it first launched. Why? Because of content. Rating. What's that? They fixed rating. They fixed a lot of things, but I'm not kidding. That's like was the problem with it. The problem with it was that there wasn't a lot of content after level fifty at the end of the game. That, oh my god! I would. That yeah. was it. That Dude. was it. If, of any game on the market, any MMO that I can say has the best leveling from 1 to 50, without a doubt, hands down, it is SWOTOR. Mm. There's nothing that can beat the storylines in SWOTOR. They are just 
gripping, completely put you into that character, there's nothing better. Nothing on the market today. I say that because I'm expecting ESO is going to walk out and kick its butt in that department. But God knows that I've I've played, as we've already mentioned, thank you, Maury, that I am the MMO slut of today's show. Um, I've played a lot of MMOs. I'm that guy, okay? We know, I'm the friend, if you want to quote one. (laughs) And... um, Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that I'm expecting the amazingly beautiful, intriguing, draw you in and keep you there type of storytelling that we we want from from Swotor. But at the same time, the second you hit fifty, the game isn't over. Yes, and that that's my that was the point in me bringing this whole thing up. The the failure of Star Wars The Old Republic is not in Elder Scrolls Online. And we know this because they're already telling you that at level 50, you're going into level 50 plus areas. And then when you're done with that, it's level 50 plus plus areas. And then when and then you've got Adventure Zones, you've got the ongoing PvP battle, battle you can jump into at level 10. Gear is gear no matter what. You're not going to have to grind, you know, crazy freaking gear in order to be viable in the game. And in order to grind the gear, you have to find a party. And the game, people are leaving the game, so you can't find a party. And therefore, you don't feel like playing the game. Like, that's not going to happen. Because you can wear any kind of gear at any given point at any time. You can wear any kind of weapon at any given point at any given time. You can build your character to be a healer or a tank or a DPS or a mixture of all three. You're going to be viable. You're going to find people that you're able to group up with. You're going to be able to find upgrades for your gear, for your weapons. You're going to be able to have content to to expand into once you finally hit the final level, which is level 50. And there's going to be tons of content. There's always going to be something for you to do at the end of this game. It's not going to have the failure of Star Wars The Old Republic. And Grongar the Barbarian, um, have a little faith, sir, because... You are legitimately interested in this game, and you have a very good reason, which you highlighted inside your forum post. I'm sure your friend is looking out for you, but I would say, if you're really that interested, and it sounds like you are, get the game. You get a, a month. You're gonna get a month of it for free. They've already said this. Matt Fire said it back in like the spring, I think, or or in the summer. You're gonna get it for you're free for a month. What do you got to lose? Do it. You're that interested? Go for it, man. And if you don't like the game, fine. You don't like the game. No big deal. One last point, please. It's Elder Scrolls games you can play with your friends. <laughs> Amen. God, we cannot Amen. say that enough. All right, uh, we have another forum post that we wanted to talk about, and the general question here is: Hold on a second here. Okay. Uh, do you think Zoss is going in the right direction with Elder Scrolls Online? There's a theme in this episode, if you haven't caught it yet. <laughs> Just shooting them through down. <laughs> Full of negative nonsense. Yeah. Um, so the, the original post basically starts off with this. Pretty much self-explanatory. Oh, which, by the way, this comes from um, Luxicus. Who says pretty much self-explanatory? Do you think Zoss is going in the right direction with ESO based on the information that has been released so far? Also, do you think ESO should be more like an M- an MMO or an Elder Scrolls game? Personally, 
while they seem to be leaning a tad bit more MMO-ish than Elder Scrolls-ish, which is funny because if you if you look for MMO fans, they say that, um, especially the Wildstar crowd, they'll tell you, I'm not interested in Elder Scrolls Online because it's too single-player Elder Scrolls-y. And you talk to the Elder Scrolls crowd, they say it's too MMO-ish. Which yeah, signals to me that they're hitting it on. They're they're you doing have one person looking at a glass half empty, and you have the other you know, the glass half full. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that means they hit the nail on the head. <laughs> I tend to agree. Yeah. Um, so let me just restart that. Personally, while they seem to be leaning a tad bit more MMO-ish than Elder Scrolls-ish, I think they're going in the right place. A lot of the Elder Scrolls elements wouldn't work well in an MMO environment. However seems like they're trying to retain the core elements of what made Tess so good in the first place while combining them with many popular or not MMO aspects. I'm curious to what your opinions are. Now, he actually puts up a poll. And the first poll here is, do you think Zoss is going in the right direction with ESO? And the second one is, do you think ESO should be more like an Elder Scrolls game or an MMO? Uh, you know, so, actually, I think we should hit the second one first to explain where people are coming from. Sure. Uh, so the the second poll, do you think ESO should be more like an Elder Scrolls game or an MMO? Um, hmm. I'm trying to I'm trying to go through these these votes uh, right now. So I guess I'll just tell you <clears throat> uh, the results right now are 64 votes, roughly 42 percent, close to actually 43 percent say Elder Scrolls, and by far the the winner. Um, Others say MMO with 32 votes and and 21%. And then there's a third thing here that says, I think Zoss should find a way to keep it 50-50 at 53 votes and roughly 35%. So uh, with 64 votes, Elder Scrolls, okay, do you think ESO should be more like an Elder Scrolls game or an MMO? The majority are saying Elder Scrolls. Um, people with the, the, uh, second uh, biggest opinion are saying they should find, make a way to make it 50, 50. And, uh, with, uh, 21% of the votes, they, most people, uh, 21% of the votes, people say MMO surprises at all. Anyone? It's funny because this is on the Bethesda forums. Yeah. They're saying that they think it's too MMO and they want it more ESO. For more Elder Scrolls. <laughs> I think that's funny. I, I tend to agree. I think uh, right here, I think they should keep it more Elder Scrolls. Um, Elder Scrolls fans believe the game should be... I think this is kind of... I think this is this is predictable. I think an Elder Scrolls fan would feel that it should be an Elder Scrolls game over anything else. What I think is interesting, though, is how close these these margins are. Yeah, I mean, it's a third of it, nearly uh, two-fifths of it is, we want it 50-50. Two-fifths of it is, they want ESO ESO to be Elder Scrolls-oriented majority. And a fifth of it, which is, well, basically half of what people want, people say we want it Elder Scrolls, half of that number, people say we want an MMO. Mm. Um... 
the next question, do you think Zoss is going in the right direction with ESO? Well, first, before we do that, uh, Maury, I mean, what do you, what's some of your, your thoughts on, on this? Um, I think, I mean, I think they're going about it the right way. And of course, people are going to want it to be an Elder Scrolls game. They're, they're going to be the main people who are, who are really interested. I think people who are interested in, in that, uh, typical MMO experience will probably go and play Wildstar. They'll probably buy ESO, play it for the free <laughs> month, slate it, and then say, this is why I'm going to play Wildstar. Mm. But they're just douches. Anyway. The only uh, reason I've heard of anyone wanting to go play Wildstar <laughs> is because they hate the way that the uh, guilds are in ESO. Yeah, because we know nothing about that. So Yeah, because we've heard so much about it, right? Yeah. It's so fun. That's like the only thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure Wildstar is going to be a fantastic game, and I'm sure, you know, everyone who sure makes Elder Scrolls Online is, uh, is <laughs> you know, hoping that Wildstar does very well. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it's going to be a really good game, and uh, I don't want to hate on another game because I don't like it when people hate on my game. You know, um, yeah, but it looks yeah, like damn sure. Crash Bandicoot knockoff. <laughs> the space guns. So, do you think the next question is? Do you think Zoss is going in the right direction with ESO? Uh, with forty-three votes, twenty-eight uh, percent of the vote here, people say yes. I do. They're they're combining both MMO and test elements perfectly. <laughs> Again, with forty-three votes and twenty-eight. <laughs> 28% of the votes, they say no. I don't think Zoss is going in the right direction with ESO because of imbalance between the test and the MMO aspects. We killed Dave. Dave's done. What's, what's so funny about this, Dave? That's the exact same number! It is the exact same number. <laughs> oh my god, that is beautiful. Yeah, uh, 43 votes, both, both, I mean, the exact same amount of people. It's split right down the middle. I mean, you've got one, two, three, what, like eight different choices this guy put up here? Yeah. So, I I mean, it's kind of like a rigged election at this point. <laughs> you know, who asked Ross Perot to be in here? But <laughs> the fact of the matter is that, um, you know, you've got 43 votes that say, yes, Zoss is going in the right direction. No, 43 votes saying no, I don't think Zoss is going in the right direction. And then you've got you've got these other things. 80% of the vote says, while I think they are going in the right direction, it seems like this is going to be more of an MMO than an Elder Scrolls game, which I'm okay with. 6% are saying, while I think they're going in the right direction, it seems like it's going to be more of an Elder Scrolls game than an MMO, and I'm fine with that. 10% are saying, I think they could definitely do better, but so far it seems good. You've got another um, 4% of the votes are saying, I don't think Zoss is going in the right direction with ESO because it lacks certain features that I want. And then with a whopping 2%, they say, other, please explain. <laughs> uh, I want it to be wild style, that's in the last two. Yeah. But uh, what what gets me about this is is it's... The majority of the votes, both both twenty eight percent, forty three votes by forty three votes, neck and neck. Uh, yes, going in the right direction. No. What do you think, Dave? That
that's the whole idea of glass half empty, glass half full. You have the people looking at it subjectively who are willing to measure up one-to-one. -one. Then you have the people who are on one side of the fence or the other who feel that something's missing. And it's funny because it's so evenly down the middle that it's this proves that it is perfectly balanced. At least to yeah. me. Yeah, that's what I find very interesting about this. And I'm wondering what these numbers are going to look like after either open beta or when the game finally launches and goes live. God, they really need to do open beta now because... Yes, I want to play it. Well, beside that, we need to get some good publicity out there. Hell, I'm. you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to break my my NDA just to have some publicity. No, because they'll sue my ass to hell I'm back. <laughs> yeah. Maury, anyone in the chat room weighing in on this topic right now? Uh, Death Tank said, I think something that will help the game succeed is when you have both parties, the ESO fans and MMO fans, get a hold of the game and they both say the game is unlike any other game I've played. And both parties enjoy that. Okay. Anyone else? Uh, Baconborn says, I think they should shoot for a middle ground as close as they can. This is an Elder Scrolls game, yes, but it's not TES 6. Yes, this is an MMO, but it's not WoW Elder Scrolls Edition. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's a good way to put it. It is. You know, there, and that's... <clears throat> look, you've heard me say critical things on this show about Elder Scrolls Online, okay? You, there's stuff in this game that... that I, I feel I wish was there, but I understand why it's not there because it's an MMO, but it's also an Elder Scrolls game, you know, but it's also an MMO, but it's also an MMO, but it's also an Elder Scrolls game. <laughs> I think, I think when it comes to hitting, striking that balance between Elder Scrolls game, MMO, I think they've hit it directly in the center. There's stuff here that I would like to see carry over from my single player games, but I know can't be there because of because of logistics, because of technology today, because of the way the internet is today. You just can't do these things. However, as far as an MMO goes, there's things in the in the M in there that I would expect there to be in an MMO, like an LFG system, you know? Um, great character building, interesting storyline, you know, uh, if, a huge exploration regarding regarding the fact that it's, a, it's an Elder Scrolls game. There's a ton of exploration in the game. I love that stuff. And I'm willing to just sit back and say like, okay, so, you know, because I can't click on a chair and sit in it or, you know, because I can't move plates around in the game, uh, I can play this stuff with my friends and explore with my friends and find tiny little things in the game that, that, you know, become meaningful in crafting or become meaningful with achievements. And, you know, I love that stuff, man. And I don't know, dude, the entire purpose of ESO has been to steal people's plates <laughs> and then pickpocket them and collect them. And, and when you're bored, go and stick a bucket on somebody's head <laughs> so you can steal from them because you can't see you. Right. So you can steal their potatoes. Yeah, potatoes. I don't potatoes. know what your purpose was in ESO, but that was mine. 
Well, um, that's it. That's it. That's all of our discussion points for the evening. Uh, we're at that time of the show where we want to mention our sponsor, which is tweakedaudio.com. Uh, great headphones that come from these, these fellas. Uh, we, we received a number of tweets this week saying, uh, Hey man, you know, we got, uh, we got some tweaked audio earbuds and you are right. They definitely sound freaking awesome. And I, I definitely tweeted back saying, yeah, it's, uh, it's not BS. Um, you definitely get audio quality coming out of these things that, that should, you should be spending, you know, a couple hundred dollars as if it were a Beats Audio or a Bose headphone system, but it's not. It's tweaked audio, man. I'm currently wearing these right now. These are tweaked classics. These are $29.95 on their site. Not cheap, but not ridiculously expensive. And the the audio clarity coming out of this is, like I said, you 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 put these things in your ear and you think you got a pair of you know Beats Audio on or you got a pair of uh, Bose on, Bose in, uh, in your ears. These are fantastic. Um, they they feature this nylon cord, so your your headphones are not going to to crimp up, bind up, tie up. You know, it's very very annoying, especially if you're a jogger. If you like to do jogging, the you know usually you go for earbuds. One of the most annoying things in the world is when you're done stretching. You know, you're trying to <laughs> you're trying to pull the knot out of your stupid earbuds to to go for your jog, and you're you're losing your heart rate, and it's annoying the hell out of you. <laughs> That's probably the only thing keeping your heart rate up at this point. You don't have to worry about that with tweaked audio earbuds. All you have to do is just take them out of their tiny little pouch that comes free with it and uh, just, you know, put them right in your ears and you're good to go. Free worldwide shipping. Doesn't matter where you live in the world. Even if you're Maury and you live in England, you're going to get these things for free. Twenty nine ninety five on their site. But if you add our code off the record, all one word, well, you're going to get them for uh, an additional thirty percent off your entire order, so we'll knock some uh, we'll knock some 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 bucks off there for you. Designed for durability, designed for audio clarity, you can't go wrong. They've got unbeatable customer service as well because of that lifetime warranty. You buy these things, you buy them for life. They expect their uh, their product to hold up, and they hold up well. I've been using these for quite a long time in my in my podcasting. Uh, podcasting career and they've done very well by me um additionally you know you know the old story my cat chewed through my tweaked audio earbuds and i've called them up and they said yeah no problem we'll send you to you for free and these guys really believe in their product they back them 110 percent. that's why their customer service is fantastic and that's why they have a lifetime warranty many different ways that you can buy them once you decide to buy them again don't forget our code off the record all one word over at Tweaked Audio, tweakedaudio.com, 30% off your entire order with our code off the record. Thanks a lot, fellas. We really appreciate you supporting our show, and in turn, we want to support you. That's right. Even in England, I got some. <laughs> but not when I went to Mundus that time. That's right. Um, Dev question of the week time, fellas. Yay! Dev question of the week. Who's, uh, who's ready for that? There we go. Sit back and enjoy this week's Dev Question of the Week.
Hi, my name is Jim Garner. I'm an associate producer here with The Elder Scrolls Online, and I have your question of the week. You're given the opportunity to be a Daedric Prince for a day. You have great power and no morals. What would you do? <laughs> you have great power and no morals. What would you do? What would you do, Dave? See, now I actually put some thought into this one. Mm. I really thought, man, you know who I would like to be? If I could pick to be anyone, it'd probably be Hermamora. Uh, because, you know, all the knowledge in the world, the worst part of your day is going to be killing someone over a book. That's pretty nice. But you only get to do this for one day. And there's the problem, because I'm a slow reader. <laughs> so... <laughs> uh, my, I guess I would just have to go with my favorite fallback, and that is Shia Gorath. Because, come on. You'd be able to do everything in a day. You would throw someone from 500 feet in the air to their death. You would set a fork, a cheese, and a staff in the middle of a town square. You would do all these things that you just wanted to do and get away with it. And people would be like, oh, Shia Gorath, you so crazy. Oh, you cray cray, y'all grew up. <laughs> it, it, I'd have to go with Shiagorat. There's, there's no one better. But what would you do? Oh, I, everything. Okay. I, I would, uh, God, I would steal a, someone to go into my, my realm while I was having dinner with a, a dead king, mm-hmm. and then I'd, I'd make them fight dream sequences I'd give them the Wabajack any of this ringing the bell? Yeah, I, it rings a bell Okay, alright, we're good So, Maury, you're a Daedric Prince What do you do? Well, as you may actually not know, but I actually am a Daedric Prince um, Oh. But I uh, I'll book the trend and I'll go with one of my brethren and I would actually go with Mulag Bar. Hmm. And I would order my champion to go and bash the face into every dirty Nord living. <laughs> and uh, then I would invite him uh, to tea with uh, Shea There you go. And then murder him. Damn it. If, uh, if I were a Daedric Prince... Let's face it, fellas. I am. Uh, <laughs> if I were a Daedric prince, I would I would um, beat up beat up Moloch Ball. That's what I'd do. I'd square off with him. I'd punch him in the uh, face. You fail. That's why yeah, I do. you'd fail, fail sir. That. You'd be nocturnal because you want to be pretty. Weird why, why, why would I fail? Why would I fail at that? Are you kidding me? Look at these guns, bro. <laughs> oh my god, guns. <laughs> I've seen cat rooms bigger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got the mod challenge for the week coming up. And uh, chat room, if you played our reindeer mod from uh, our last episode, please let us know. And uh, Dave and Maury, let, let me know what the chat room is saying. And we'll okay. be right back. Just fists. No weapons, no magic, no crying. Let's go. 
never should have come here. Somebody help! Damn you. God, that gets more X-rated every time. <laughs> Maybe if I was a Daedric Prince, I'd, I'd take that, that woman on in a fight. Oh, Lord. Let her beat me up a little bit. <laughs> just, just, duh. So, chat room. What'd you think of the mod? Did anyone did anyone try it? Doesn't look like they did. No, I wasn't expecting anyone to, to be honest. But yeah, it was fun. It was to too low breaking, I think. Yeah, if people were like flying reindeer mount. Uh... What is this rift? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Jeez. Yeah. I was expecting at least maybe one email, someone saying like, "Yeah, I played it. Stupid. You're a jerk. I don't like you anymore. I'm deleting your podcast." And well, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, no, there's probably all those people kind of probably just stopped listening and they didn't want to take the time to say you're a jerk. I know I didn't. You're, you're probably right. Let, I mean, let's just be honest. You're right. So. <laughs> when and when you're right, you're right. Precisely. But I'll pretend I um, I downloaded it, and I must say I, I had a lot of fun with it. Did uh, you? I I flew over White White Run and um, Windhelm, and I delivered some presents to those bratty little orphans down in Rifton. Mm-hmm. Um, they were rather surprised that I went down there, killed their headmistress woman, and mm-hmm. and then left them a gift of um, some clay. Which oh, I've been clay farming. Yeah, which I've been farming at my um. Halfway house. Right. That's a wonderful um, gift to give some children. You know, the, the really gift that is. keeps on giving. Clay. Well, like, Clay. you know, when they when they have um, when they're dragonborn and uh-huh. they've become fame, yeah. they can go build their house. They can. So it's I a very them. thoughtful gift. Yeah. It's, it's, You're it's like the douche who gives people socks for Christmas. <laughs> uh, I'm the douche that gets socks for Christmas. <laughs> By choice, yeah, by choice, and uh, and I got some boxer shorts as well for Christmas. Mm. Uh, I I uh, I think I think we said that we weren't going to going to say that word today on on the show. I think I remember Christmas. something like that. Is it Saturnalia or something? Saturnalia. Okay, so Dave, uh, you, <laughs> you've uh, you you you've decided to change things up a Silence, little bit. Silence, minion. <laughs> <laughs> Here's how this feature shall work. The mod challenge is for one host only. For this week, I shall announce who the challenge is for. If the host clicks on the link, then reads off what the mod is. The host has until the next show to install and try out the mod. Today's mod is for... Ivarwin! What? OMG Ivarwin, shall you undertake the task? I don't know Too bad, you're going to anyway (laughs) Please read the name of the mod Here we go, here we go (laughs) Bunch of idiots (laughs) Bad wolf Bad wolf Bad wolf Has nothing to do with Doctor Who Yay, it has something to do with Doctor Who. 
Girl, read the mob description. I actually put effort into finding this one. Too. Okay, so this is this is Bad Wolf, and this is uh, from Jay Kalanad, and this is for Skyrim off of the the Steam Workshop. And it says, in quotes, I am the bad wolf. I create myself. I take the words. I scatter them in time and space. A message to leave, lead myself here. But, uh, that was a quote from Rose from the... Uh, yes. From uh, the, well, the, the final episode of... of uh, was it... Uh, yeah, that was yeah. the final night. Ninth Doctor's episode. Parting of the ways. Yep. Um, updated December 29, 2013 for the 12th Doctor. This mod serves three purposes. The first, to make a Doctor Who joke. The second, to make wolves slightly more awesome. The third, to offer an ongoing quest to gain familiar-looking amulet. In my adventures in Skyrim, wolves started out as formidable, but because nuisances... Yeah, nuisances like skeevers... But became nuisances like skeevers. Level 1. Wolf. Grr, I'm a wolf. Me. Ah, take my money and don't hurt me. Level 42. Wolf. <laughs> grr, I'm a wolf. Me. Yeah, that's great. You're dead now. <laughs> Level 63. Wolf. Grr, I'm dead now. Me. Did you hear something, Serana? Serana. Yes. What did you need? <laughs> so I thought, in quotes, gee, a leveled wolf would be really cool. What would I... What would it be called? Well, duh. Bad wolf. It has to be bad wolf. Allons-y. The bad wolf will always be 80% of your level and want to devour your face. Oh, and they don't replace the vanilla wolves. They simply add to them. So you'll still encounter normal wolves, but every so often there will be a nastier one nipping at your knees. <laughs> apparently, apparently there's a Torchwood mod, and I think I actually have this TARDIS mod here that he alludes to as well. Very nice. So bad, bad wolf it is. So here's the deal, Varwin. I don't know if you're going to go through this far, but what I read on is that every bad wolf drops a item, a key of some sort that unlocks one of thirteen chests. Should you gather twelve of the thirteen chests, you'll have enough of a certain type of item to craft a two heart pendant. Gives you extra life and health regen. I'd like to see if you're able to get there that far in a week. I don't know. It, it may be too much to say, but I think you'll enjoy it. I, I'm playing the video right now for the chat room. And uh, apparently this guy's just walking around, so whatever. Wow, there's a few chests I'd like to unlock. There you go. But uh, yeah, man, Bad Wolf, there it is. So so thanks, Dave. Uh, and this is what I get for asking you to help me out with the notes for the week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, moving right along, the uh, the Elder Scroll lose lore segment. Where's Lou? He's not here today. He's uh, he's out doing the right thing and uh, serving our country, protecting us and keeping us safe, uh, lending his part in the greater in the greater good for for the week. Um, you know, we we miss him. However, uh, this also means that he's not here for for the lore segment. Uh, but what it does mean is we've got Maury, and on a on a segment that Maury does on the brand new classic Elder Scrolls night, we have random lore with Maury. However, you gotta wait for our awesome bumper. We don't have a bumper for this, do we? Yeah, we do. It's right here. <laughs> 
It's the first, it's the first one back. All right, it's the new year. Relax. <laughs> and here we go. Library Bookstore, this is Scott. How may I help you? Yes, you have an Elder Scroll. Hello, I'm and what can I do for you? You have an Elder Scroll. An Elder Scroll? Yes, I'd very much like to have those scrolls. Oh my! And Maury, the floor is yours, my friend. Uh, why, thank you, kind sir. I'm on the Imperial Library. Um, and there's a part called Random Book, and I've clicked it. Oh, sweet I... God, don't let him do this. He's going to find something terrible. Hush Dave. your mouth, peasant. <laughs> uh, it's called The Fundamentals of Alchemy. Oh, this may be good. By Aliandon Mathieri. And it starts, Often overlooked by aspiring mages, Alchemy is a time-honoured, rewarding discipline that can change the lives of those who master it. It is difficult and often dangerous to advance one's knowledge of the materials used in alchemical formulas. But continued study and hard work will, in the end, reward the alchemist greatly. Because success can be achieved or even attempted, the beginning alchemist must understand the basic principles behind his craft. Many items in our world, mostly organic in nature, can be broken down into more fundamental essences with magical properties. The more skilled the alchemist, the more properties of an ingredient that can be harnessed. Combining the essences of two or more ingredients can result in the creation of a potion, which anyone may drink. Legend has it that a truly great alchemist can brew a potion from a single ingredient and a feat will beyond uh, a feat well beyond the capabilities of most. The alchemist potion can have several effects depending on the ingredients used and not all the effects are beneficial in many cases. Recipes result in a potion with a mix of positive and negative effects. It is up to the alchemist to determine which recipes yield best result. It is worth noting that potions can be created to have only negative effects and be used as poisons. This practice is not recommended by the author and this text shall not, not discuss these, potion, po, these potions further. Wartcraft. Wartcraft is, in fact, amateur alchemy. Eating an ingredient requires grinding it against the teeth which occasionally releases its simplest essence and results in feeling in fleeting effect on the eater. Wartcraft never has a strong a result as a potion created using the proper tools. An alchemist's tools. Mortar and pestle is the alchemist's most important and essential tool. Without it, no ingredient can be correctly prepared for use in a potion. The budding alchemist is advised to keep mortar and pestle on hand at all times and become comfortable with its use early on. The simple grinding of an ingredient is the most fundamental step into brewing potions. When properly ground, the petals of the red wart flower yield a powder that can, when mixed correctly with another ingredient such as ginseng, create a potion to cure poison. 
This is one formula that may that many alchemists are quick to learn and retain, as mistakes in potion mixing often requires its use. The advanced alchemist has other tools at disposal to improve the quality of his potions. A retort can be employed to purify the mixture, improving the positive effects of a potion. Washing the mixture through an alchemic alembic helps it distill the potion, reducing any negative effects. And a calcinator can be used to burn away impurities in the mixture increasing the potency of all potions effects. While these apparatus are not necessary to create potions, it is advised that it, they be used whenever possible. Ingredient combination. A potion is only as good as its ingredients. Only those with identical effects may be combined to make a potion. Up to four ingredients may be successfully used in a single potion. As the alchemist gains skill in preparing ingredients, new properties may be discovered and can be used in creating potions. While this can be an exciting time expanding the alchemist's repertoire, he should take care to check carefully which effects his potions will contain when he is done brewing. Many established recipes may have new results, not all of which are beneficial. And that is over at the Imperial Library. That is your Elder Scroll for the day. Oh, great job, Maury. Yeah, you didn't suck. <laughs> uh, Come on, no, dude, I, give the guy I, I, a break. I, I, Jesus. <laughs> I, I've, been taping, I've been taking tips off, off you, Dave, um, on, on how not to suck. <laughs> um, so, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, um, you've been a great help. And, uh, and with that, uh, we also have the brand new portion of this segment this week in Tamrielic Holidays. Now, last time we spoke uh, was just before Christmas, so we've got a bit of catching up to do. <clears throat> we have Saturalia, Old uh, Life Festival. It's Winter Thanksgiving. Uh, thanks, Dave. Uh, Old Life Festival, <laughs> <laughs> New Life Festival, and Scour Day to go through. So, um, Saturalia. Winter Thanksgiving. Is uh is Winter Thanksmas, uh, as we like to call it. It is Evening Star the 25th and the Tamrielic version of Christmas. This comes from the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, and they say the New Life Festival comes a few days early in Wayrest with Saturalia, traditionally held on the 25th of Evening Star. Originally a holiday, for a long-forgotten god of debauchery, it has become a time of gift-giving, parties, and parading. Visitors are encouraged to participate. And then that leaves us to the Old Life Festival, which is Evening Star the 30th and into the 31st. On the last day of the year, the Empire celebrates the holiday called Old Life. Many go to the temples to reflect on their past. Some go for more than this, for it's rumored that priests will as the last act of the year, perform resurrections on beloved friends and family members free of the usual charge. Worshippers know better than to expect this philanthropy, but they arrive in macabre procession with the recently deceased nevertheless, when ale flows free in all the taverns in all the cities of Tamriel. So they give away free beer. 
And then Morningstar the first is the new life festival. Today the people of the uh, today the people are having the new life festival in celebration of a new year. The emperor has ordered yet another tax increase in his new life address. And there is much grumbling about this. Still, despite financial difficulties, the new life tradition of free ale at all the taverns in the cities continues. The, the, uh, the people certainly know how to hold a celebration. In Daggerfall, this is the summoning day for Clavicus Vile. And finally, that brings us to today, which is Morningstar II and Scour Day. Scour Day is a celebration held mostly in High Rock villages on the day after New Life. It was once the day one cleans up after New Life, but has changed into a party all its own. Yeah, people in Tamriel are lazy. Always <laughs> drinking and having parties. Get some work done, you lazy bums. That's right. This the uh, all that drinking. They sound a bit like game devs. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Well, it's off to your emails, folks. So, uh, so strap in, hold on tight. Uh, here we go. A little bit of you on our show. I've been looking Ew. for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. That's Dave's. Uh, that's Dave's favorite, by the way. Yeah, I don't think we have the same definition of favorite. <laughs> Dave, would you mind presenting the first email, please, from from old Yap Yap? Uh, well, actually, I'm gonna sneeze. Um, let me try. <laughs> I'll, I'll take care oh. of it. You... <laughs> Hello, Yap Yap Seven here. I have been listening to you guys since episode two. Great show. Keep it up. We will. Thank you. So my main question today is about the ESO subscription fee. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to hate or create more havoc on the subject. I'm merely asking something that, as far as I can tell, hasn't been asked or addressed yet. Why is the ESO fee, and pretty much every other MMO sub fee out there, $15? Why not 10 or around there? Uh, don't get me wrong, I'm sold on ESO. I was able to play it at QuakeCon and PAX Prime, and I'm willing to pay the $15, but I'm more worried about the game-growing free-to-play crowd and the upcoming ESO console crowd. So what do y'all think? Yap Yap 7. Um, Yap Yap. Th this has everything to do with marketing, to be 100% honest. When it comes to a um, when it comes to a, a a MMO subscription, the first dollar per month sign that people think of if they're familiar with MMOs is fifteen dollars. This has been a long established, long accepted fee per month that that the industry is, you know, fully capable of. Uh, they 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 fully understand. Um, obviously when you come out with a brand new game, you want to get the most amount of money per month that you think your, 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 uh, subscribers are, your potential subscribers are going to willing to, to buy $15 is, is a $15 a month is just a, a norm. Everyone knows they're going to be, if you launch an MMO and you say it's subscription, you're going to get people that are going to be willing to pay $15 a month. If you bump it up to 20, not so much. If you bump it up to 16, not so much. If you go down to 14 or $10 a month, now you start getting people scratching their heads thinking, well, what's wrong with this game? You know, there's other MMOs out there that are not $15 a month and we call them crap MMOs. 
So why is this one $10 a month or, or something like that? So it's, it's a bit of marketing. It's a bit of branding. And it's also a little bit of consumerism, knowing that if I relaunch my MMO and I, and people are expecting $15 a month, and that's about as much as I'm going to be able to squeeze out of them, then I'm going to do it. If I go any further, then all of a sudden now I'm, I'm no longer the Mercedes Benz of, of MMOs. Now I'm, you know, uh, lower in, in, in status symbols regarding MMOs. So that's really what it's over. It's really over marketing strategies. Um, Dave, are you, are you okay? Are you able to do the next email? <laughs> yeah, I sneezed. Okay, very uh, good. Actually, I got a, I got a hanger that I had to pick out, but it was, it was good. Well, that's awful. I want you to go. <laughs> <laughs> you probably have seen it on the show. People are looking at my nose. Um, anyway, it says, Hey, it's Dominic again. Hi, Dominic. And I thought I would let you guys know that I ate Astrid. Yes, I know it sounds weird, but, well, it is. I just got Wabajack, I killed Greta, and woke up in, in the shack. When I finished talking to Astrid, I was like, hey, let's Wabajack Astrid. So I Wabajacked her and turned her into a sweet roll. She tasted good. Then I did the whole quest for taking down the Dark Brotherhood. Well, anyway, thanks for reading my last email. Your friend Dominic, P.S. Liz is a cheater. Dominic. <laughs> That's never to leave. I love it. Oh, nice. uh, dude, we're like 80 episodes past that, and we're still getting people talking <laughs> about Liz being a cheater. That was part of the reason why I put this in there. <laughs> I love that. Like, that got your your email in, dude. That was oh. it. That was it. Um, no, really what got him in here is just the fact that it's it's a it's a fun little email, you know. Obviously, this guy is this guy's Dominic is still playing Skyrim, having fun with it, finding new ways to to play the game. And you know what? That's what Elder Scrolls is about. It's about playing the game, having fun with it, exploring the world of of, of Skyrim, of of Cyrodiil, of of Daggerfall. Uh, which, by the way, I started playing. Um, I started playing a little bit of Daggerfall the other day, and I had so much fun with that game. I played it for like two hours and didn't even realize it. So I, at the end of this, I may actually stream some Daggerfall. <laughs> um, that's a fun game. Elder Scrolls 2. Also, um, while we're on the subject of just like, you know, freaking playing Elder Scrolls games, man, you're not going to believe what I did. I went, I went on eBay and I found, I found a copy completely unopened of the Elder Scrolls Adventures Shadow Key. For the Nokia Engage. Do you have a Nokia wow. Engage? I bought one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I I cannot wait to get this. It was supposed to be delivered today. I've been like, you know, watching my watching my mailbox like feverishly, like, you know, did it come precious? Does it here? Is the precious here? Yeah. So I mean that hadn't happened yet. Hopefully it happens tomorrow, but we got a blizzard out there. <laughs> oh, you're excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to get Shadow Key. I can't wait. But um, thanks, Dominic. I really appreciate the the awesome email. Um, Maury. Hello, sir. Yes, please please get our next one from Carisu Carisu Maury. Carisu Maury. Okay, he says hello, QGN crew. Far be it from me to tell Evolve in how to do his job, 
what I'm going to anyways. Don't worry, <laughs> we'll do that anyway. So Indeed. <laughs> and apparently, very good mod has been given five stars after five stars, and it is... Maybe it means out of five, and it's extremely closed to, close to my nerd heart. The mod is called The Evil Mansion, Dark Edition, and it's on the workshop. It's a law-friendly recreation of the Spencer Mansion from Resident Evil, complete with NPCs and enemies. Been playing a lot of Skyrim since I got my new rig and super excited to finally try out the new mods that have been coming out. Your loving fan, Kurisu Mori. It says, P.S. For Shank, I'll include my specs because I'm very, very excited about it. It's got an AMD FX TM. Shank's not here, so we don't care about... No, it's okay. <laughs> She's dead. Well, yeah, Shank is dead, but we'll read it anyway because make everybody jealous. Yes, it's got an AMD FX TM 83050 8-core processor at 4 gigahertz. Wow. The pilot rocket shit with that in the 60s. Uh, Probably AMD Radeon HD 7800 series. 8 gigabytes of RAM, 2 terabytes hard drive space with 3 terabyte external hard drive. And it makes my eggs every morning. Well, isn't Good that golly. nice? <laughs> well, uh, here it is. I found it on nexusmods.com. Uh, the Evil Mansion Dark Edition is uh, is here. And it says, a lore-friendly Resident Evil mod for Skyrim. Player, house, and challenge. Dark Edition is supposed to be a challenge on a balanced, varied, and enjoyable level. But it's not a shame to run away like a cowardly drogger. <laughs> Uh, is a lore-friendly reconstruction of Resident Evil 1 Player House and Challenge for Skyrim. Contains a completely a completely rebuild of the Spencer Mansion, including basement, dormitory, and laboratorium. The whole architect and atmosphere is close as possible to the Resident Evil game, but everything else is slightly redesigned to fit the world and timeline of Skyrim. The connections between all the locations are different to the original game to match the outer area good as possible and to promote the playability. There is no listed quest line, but close to Resident Evil, you have to face evil inside and solve some secrets to push through. After the clearing, after clearing the whole location, um, it's fully usable as a player house, probably the biggest you can get, but it's not designed to be practical. Uh, got some uh, some pictures here. Just take a quick look at these. There you go. See, this is the benefit of of the YouTube stream. You get to see this kind of stuff. Yeah, Highly I'm recommend you check it out. That. What's that, Dave? I'm not going to be able to download that. Why is that? Well, because Resident Evil is the bane of my existence. It's the scariest thing I've ever encountered, dude. When I was like in middle school, I played Resident Evil Two. And it scared me so bad. Resident I mean, you've seen Shank naked. Dude, I ranked Shank naked at number two very closely behind uh, Resident Evil 2. That's understandable, I guess. Yeah. That, that's... <laughs> yeah. That's... Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, the, these screenshots are amazing, but Dave, mm. uh, are you having as bad of a day as maybe this, this gentleman here on this ad on the right-hand side. 
I mean, he looks I, I like don't know. I can't see it. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's not good. It's, it's pretty pretty terrible that ad. Let's just skip around that. <laughs> but anyway, there it is. Um, I'm trying to figure out who actually who actually did. Okay, by JPTR. So it's called the Evil Mansion Dark Edition by JPTR. And again, this is being recommended to us uh, by one of our faithful listeners, longtime listener, and good friend of our show, Carissa Mori. Thank you very much, dude. Carissa Mori, thank you very much, sir. Send us another email. <laughs> and our final email by Daryl A. He says, first, I would like to just say the classic Elder Scrolls Night pilot was great. In the classic Elder Scrolls Night podcast, you guys were talking about co-op in Elder Scrolls 6. You guys said that it should be done like Grand Theft Auto 5 or like Fable, but even though they will probably never have a co-op in Elder Scrolls single-player game, I think it should be done like Borderlands 2 and other games that have one to four players can play in the same world, but without being bound to the same area, so two players can be in two different dungeons across the map from each other and if one player wasn't playing, the other player could still play. And to balance the game, they can make the enemies level, all of the players' levels combined, and make each quest only playable by one player. But all can play it together, so only one of that unique weapon exists in the world by Daryl A. Mm -hmm. I think he's on to something. I think a Borderlands 2 approach, if they were to do a co-op in Elder Scrolls 6, let's say... Yeah, I... I... I think a Borderlands 2 approach would be great. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. Regarding mm. Elder Scrolls 6, I honestly do not think we're going to... He From now till when we get the game in our hands, I think it'll be about 2019, 2020 before we actually get Elder Scrolls 6 in our hands. And like what? Installed. You think that no. far away? No. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that 2014 is going to be the year of Fallout 4. That yes. means that I'm going to guess that 2015 may not have anything, but 2016, I'd say, would be yeah, Elder Scrolls 6. Yeah, Hell, um, 2016 sounds like great. They could release it on 6.6.16 and have their alliteration like they love. <laughs> I mean, if you can in 20, I mean... I think a lot of people who played Skyrim, like a lot of the new guys who kind of come to the franchise, I think they might have lost the appetite for Elder Scrolls. Oh, I don't think so, dude. I think they'll be they'll yeah, be I playing. Think so. I think they'll be playing no the way. hell out of Fallout Four and saying, "When are they going to talk about? When are they going to talk about Elder Scrolls Six? I mean, th look at look at the development cycle. I know, I know, I know, I know. Bethesda has like a tremendous amount of. They have a, a different bunch, a bunch of different development houses. But um, going from going from Oblivion to Skyrim, when did Oblivion come out? Two thousand four, two thousand five. I don't care. All right. Well, let's. What, what's the chat room saying on that? While I while I look it up, because I actually did I did this I did the figuring on this. Uh, Supa's saying that he believes it's going to be a five to six year production cycle for Bethesda. He says it came out in 05. Okay. T-Baby in the chat wants it to be in Hammerfell. So he says that Skyrim was six years. Let's say it's going to be yeah. five to six years past that. So, right. So, so 
okay, so Skyrim was six years. So you go from 2011, people are saying 2017, but you still got Fallout, Fallout 4, um, which you'll probably, you know, hopefully they'll announce something this year and it'll come out sometime in, well, what, 2014, 20, uh, Hopefully, if they announce it this year, they'll probably announce it for the year after, which is 2015. And then they do, they do this thing where they they play they 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 give DLC to that for like a year and a half or something. So that's why I was saying like you know 2019 20 2020s will get Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah, everybody in the chat room is agreeing with me and saying you suck. They're saying 16 17. Yeah. Okay. I I hope hopefully they're right. Hopefully they're right because I would like it Dude, shorter. I, I hope they're I hope they're wrong. I want it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's it. Uh, that is the bottom of the show, and time for the top of our final thoughts. And we're going to start with Maury since he's our guest today. Uh, no longer a virgin. What? Dude, not. Oh, not in public. <clears throat> oh. uh, oh, well, it, it, it has been taken in public by you and Evarwin. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> probably not where we wanted to go with that, Maury. <laughs> but, okay. I mean, don't listen to rumors. Those guys suck. And don't listen to your friends. They suck. Listen to Dave, because he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Better. <laughs> Yeah, just edit that all on that. <laughs> Very good. And Dave, your, your final thoughts? My final thoughts are there's always going to be someone who doesn't like a game. So that's the way it is. Everyone has their own taste and preference. The only way you're going to know if ESO, any other game, is for you is to try it. That's going to be the only way. So... Whether you've heard it's going to suck, whether you heard it's all PvP, whether you've heard that that's all a lie and it's mostly PvE like it is, you really aren't going to know until you pick it up and try it for yourself. So we're damn close. We're what? Almost exactly three months away? Yeah. We're close. Wow. Yeah. Think of that. We're three months away from the release of this game. So when it comes out, the one and only thing I can say as to whether or not you should, pl should play this game, try it and find out. You are 91 days away from Elder Scrolls Online. QGN Community Segment. Check up on the latest and greatest in Elder Scrolls news, general gaming, and how to join our wonderful growing community. Well, that all starts at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. If you want to contact us, you can email us. You can email us at elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow the show at elderscrollsotr. I'm Avarwin. You can follow me at Avarwin. That's E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. Dave is at D-Enforce, D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E. And Maury is at Q of Tamriel, correct? That's correct. So that's where I am. M-O-R-I-C-U of Tamriel. And of course, don't forget to go to questgamingnetwork.com. That is the website that houses everything QGN. 
Uh, you can donate to our shows, and $10 gets a special mention if you prefer. Uh, if you'd like that special mention, and you got to tell us uh, what what channel or exactly what uh, what podcast you would like for us to to give that special mention to. Anything you can donate, of course, is a huge help and very much appreciated. And speaking of our other shows, you can follow our other shows like Rift Off the Record live Sundays at 7 p.m. You can follow them on Twitter at Rift OTR. Uh, Dungeon Quest is going to be uh, that's our, our monthly show. Sorry about all the cancellations that we've had for uh, our Christmas special. Um, we're supposed to have one this Monday, and I'm not even sure if we're going to be able to do that because Lou's not going to be available for it either. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, that's that's been crazy trying to get in order. Yeah. I'm, you know. Look, you know, uh, we do the best that we can here. Sometimes life happens, and uh, when it comes to uh, the holidays, especially Christmas, especially New Year's, you know, uh, sometimes between work schedules, man, it's like, you just can't, you just can't do it. Um, you know, personally me, uh, I worked over 30 hours, uh, straight the other day, uh, because of new year's and when everyone, whenever it gets down and parties, someone's got to be there to say you've gone too far. And unfortunately that's my job. And, um, I wish, I wish I were, you know, able to, uh, not break some promises that we make here on the network, but sometimes I have to, and uh, I, I'm very sorry for that. We'll uh, we'll get Dungeon Quest out to you as soon as we can. <clears throat> um, in order to to find out when we'll we'll do that for you, though, you can you can follow us at DQ Podcast. It's DQ Podcast, and stay tuned. We're, we'll make some announcements soon about about the next episode. I promise. Uh, totally Heroes. Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern, you can follow them at Totally Heroes. And, and Dave, don't we have a little announcement over here regarding Totally Heroes with you? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. Um, I'm kicking off the loser host who used to run the place because uh, he sucks. Mm. And I'm taking over full executive control of Totally Heroes. We're now changing it to porn off the record. Are you looking for hosts? We <laughs> <laughs> uh, are looking for dancers, so please apply. No, it's going to be... I am completely out of control on this one. It is, it's still going to be written by Shank. It's still going to have Brian on there. Unfortunately, I'm kicking off of Varwin, and you're about to find out why, even though we've announced it once before. Um... <laughs> So I, I will be taking a Varwin's place to make sure that he's freed up for a different show that will be returning to the network. Yeah. So again, um, you know, we, we want to throw out there. All right. For those of you in the community, I, again, I got to apologize for something else on the show. Um, just the, the amount of volatility that, that existed on, on QGN since basically just before Thanksgiving, um, I sort of t had to take on quite a bit in order to to make up for uh, for you know for Joe uh, having to you know go about it you know go about his way and and do what he needs to do with his books and uh, you know certainly we we wish him all the best and and it uh, seems like things are are going very well for him um, but that sort of left left us with a man down 
And, uh, you know, at no fault to him and no fault to, you know, to anyone else. Um, but I, I scooped up the responsibility. And uh, now it's time to start giving responsibility back to, to everyone. And Dave was really, really great about, about picking up Totally Heroes for me. I kicked and screamed. I had, first of all, regarding Rift Off the Record, Liz has been doing a fantastic job. Um, Liz and and, um, and uh, Rage Philosophy, fantastic job. They're doing great job and i'm very very happy with with how that show is going so i you know naturally uh bowed out from that position and uh when it comes to totally heroes i took that on as well to to keep the show running and i had so much fun doing that show but uh there are there are other things that need doing here in the network and i can't do all of it certainly and um dave had volunteered and, and said that he would he would do the show and i think Regarding people on the network, a lot of people liked what I what I had brought to the show, and you know that was very nice to to hear. I think uh, Dave is is one of the one of the guys out there that works for QG and that's going to be able to keep that up and do something different. And I'm really looking forward to the Totally Heroes Regeneration episode when I'm not there and Dave is. So, <laughs> actually, you're going to be there for the first five minutes. And you're gonna yeah. fall down, acting like you have a heart attack, and your screen's gonna go black. And I'm gonna right. come back up and be like, "Hey guys, what happened? <laughs> Do you know how to fly this thing? Oh my kidneys! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what's wrong with my face? Where's my chin? <laughs> I'm a girl. <laughs> you're ginger, right? You know? I'm not ginger. <laughs> Damn. Hashtag failed English accent. Oh so. lord. Oh, come on, Maury. You know, that was the greatest English accent you've heard since you probably um, spoke to somebody outside your town. <laughs> yes. Yes, fine, sir. Your English accent is the toast of London. I think he's just making up words. I think he is. Yeah. So anyway, there there it is. Um, but uh, with that, we're, we are able to come back with Swotor Reforged. Uh, that's coming back Monday, January 13th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. As soon as Lou gets back from his, his duty, we're, we're grabbing him. We're throwing him <laughs> on the Ebon Millennium. He said duty. Duty. And community <laughs> game night, fellas, Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Maury, Will, John Supa. What are you guys playing this Saturday, man? We have decided that we are going to be playing League of Legends, and oh, if gosh. you head over to our forum, we have a little post, so hopefully people can sign up so we know what numbers we're getting and who to invite, so it should be a good time. It's actually a game that me and John can play. I know Will can't, but that's good, because, yeah. That's going to be an amazing night. Yeah, yeah and ho I'm really hopeful Shank will come and play, because... You know, a lot. It's kind of a, a hushed words around QGN is that we actually had a stream with Shank playing Hearthstone with me, Super, and Bradford, some other guys, and well, he was a one-man wrecking crew <laughs> against his own team. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, he single-handedly lost us a game. Oh, but good for Shank. <laughs> yeah, we, we love Shank. Yay! Yay, Shank! Um, our forums we have forums and if you're part of the community if you want to if you want to chat with us you can find us on the forums at questgamingcommunity.com 
Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Elder Scrolls off the record. And again, you can check out all of our gaming videos, how-to guides, and podcasts live at twitch.tv forward slash Quest Gaming Network, where we are recording this currently live right now. Or if you missed out, you can always check us out at youtube.com forward slash Quest Gaming Network. Our YouTube channel is the only place you're going to find such uh, such series as our Let's Play videos, including the brand new exclusive video reports on gaming news that Bradford uh, is also also uh, Bradford and Brian's new Let's Play Fallout New Vegas series and conversations with QGN, the new video series where hosts get together and discuss whatever is on their mind. Again, all of this content can be found and only found on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Quest Gaming Network. Take us with YouTube anywhere you go, and we will be having exclusive discussions and content for you right there on YouTube. Gentlemen, fantastic episode. Uh, without, with, with barely any information out this week, we've managed to, to uh, throw out a fantastic show. Woo-hoo, yeah. Dave, Maury, take a bow. You gentlemen are awesome. Maury, I want to thank you for, for coming on such short notice, hanging out with us. Someone's got to bow you out. <laughs> you guys did a great job as always. And again, thanks, Dave. You got your, your, uh, Harry. Alice <laughs> Crawls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with the Middle Earth Network. Say goodbye, Dave. Bye, everybody. Have a great one. Foose Rosa. And Maury. I love you. I love you. I promise I'll call. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Be safe. Don't forget to check us out tomorrow. Classic Elder Scrolls Night. Myself, John Supa, more Q of Tamriel. We're going to be playing some Oblivion. We're going to be chatting about some stuff on the forums. Classic test. No ESO allowed. you got to come. you got to see us. you got to chat with us. It's a good time. 9 p.m. Eastern twitch.tv forward slash quest gaming network have a good night everyone thanks for watching thanks for listening thanks for downloading Fusoldal!